Hello, and welcome to the Unapologetically Imperfect Podcast. Hi, this is Claire. And this is Keon. And this podcast is for all those mamas out there. Whether you're a working mom, a work-from-home mom, a stay-at-home mom, a single mom, a married mom, all moms. Because sometimes being a mom is the absolute best. And sometimes, girl, it's the absolute worst. This is your midweek mama moment to get you over the hump. We're going to start with a little mama dance party right now. Take a moment just for you to dance like nobody's watching. Remember how good it feels to move your body just for you. Go mamas. Go mamas. Go, go, go mamas. Prove it out. So this is our sorry, not sorry segment. And this segment is about something either you did or didn't do or something you feel guilty about that you did for yourself. So Claire, what is your sorry, not sorry? Girl, so this week I took a nap. I'm so jealous. (laughs) I know. I never take naps. That's not normally what I do, but I was feeling ill this week and my body was just like, done. So, you know, it was during homework time. And normally during homework time, that's when I get all of my paperwork done because I like to model to my kids good, solid work habits. So we all are working at the same time. But I just, my body said, nope. And I went to the bed and I laid down and they got their homework done on their own. I think. Yeah. Well, you'll know. Like. (laughs) Listen, I didn't get, you know, any notes home from the teacher and I looked on the little app and nobody has any red boxes. So, so yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're, they will make it through the year. And I hope they'll still go to college. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that one nap deters the cold college thing, then we are in trouble. Wouldn't that be crazy? I was going to go to college, but then my mama took that nap one time and now I can't go to college no more. <laughs> like, That's too much pressure. <laughs> But you know what? Sorry, not sorry. I took the nap. I felt good and refreshed when I woke up and I'm super happy I did. What about you, Keon? What's your sorry, not sorry? My sorry, not sorry is I did not cook a meal on Friday. Uh It's just been, it's been a crazy busy week. Great start to the new year. Um, So it's been a good, it wasn't a crazy week because it was bad. It was a crazy week because it was good, but Friday rolled around and I just was not really thinking about a meal. And so I just kind of was like, look it, here's the deal. There's leftovers. <laughs> and so my husband was like, you know, I could do leftovers. And my youngest was like, I'm not that hungry. And my daughter's been sick. So I just popped a chicken pot pie in the microwave for myself. Oh, and yummy. we just kept it pretty low key. That's and food. it was perfect. It was perfect. Everybody was satisfied. Nobody felt like they were starving to death. <laughs> So it was like, sorry, not sorry. Like, sorry, not sorry. It is what it is. Hey, UI Mamas. Before we get started with this week's topic, we got a question on Instagram. <laughs> so Pink Lolly 13 asked us, what can she expect now that her child has become 12? Um, what can she expect in those adolescent years? As they transition to a teenager. Yeah, that's a big question, but we're just going to take a few minutes to give you both of our kind of top answers. So I would say, first of all, buckle up. Uh, <laughs> just be prepared. It's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster ride. And I will tell you, I remember when my son, my oldest, was in seventh grade. That was around that 12, 13, probably 11, 12, because he's on the younger side. But 
I did not like my son Uh-oh. when he was in seventh grade. I loved him, but he became a different person in seventh grade. I thought it was like invasion of the body snatchers. Because <laughs> <laughs> there were days I would just look at him and be like, what is wrong with him? Like it was like this chip on his shoulder and he mm, had this like yeah. air about him and this attitude. And I just had to keep breathing and remember, okay, this is a phase and it too shall pass. That's what did, you need to do. It right? did pass. He is now a very awesome young man. He's a freshman in college. He is killing it. He is yes, making he is. his mark on his university. And I am super proud of him. And it, to think back when I didn't like him when he was in seventh grade, I'm like, man, we've come a long way. <laughs> come a long way. <laughs> well, the thing I will say is remember so much is happening. Uh, Pink Lolly didn't tell us whether her child is male or female, but I don't think it really matters. Our kids' bodies are changing so much. And I think it's a great opportunity for even if they, you know, stick their fingers in their ears and say, la, 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 I don't want to hear about it, to have a real conversation with them about what is happening with their body because their body is out of control. The boys' voices are changing. Hair is coming out of every orifice. Girls are beginning to get ready for menses and their shape is changing. All of those things make them feel completely and totally out of control. Right. And we can at least help them know what is happening so that they can be prepared. Um, I will say, ladies, we this sparked a huge conversation between Kiana and I. So stay tuned. Keep listening. We've got um, a guest speaker coming up in a few weeks that will help us really think about our kids through transitions, specifically physiologically. But in this moment, Peak Wally 13, I will say breathe. Yes. And remember the things that you like about your child and focus on those things because Absolutely. so much is going to change. Absolutely. Um, and and it's okay because, you know, your baby can't stay as much as they will be your baby forever. They will grow and develop and they're moving toward adulthood. And that's hard. The teenage years are rough. Yes. I am with you, Pink Lolly 13. We are in solidarity. We will pray for you um, and just continue to just do your best. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to move into today's topic, which is about the balance myth. The myth that you can have it all as a working mom and myths about being a stay-at-home mom. So we both have been on both ends, basically, of this. So we have an insight. um, We've kind of got that insight scoop because I was a stay-at-home mom for over 13 years and people had a lot of myths about what that meant. I think the biggest thing around motherhood is this lie that we tell ourselves, whatever it is, whether you have told yourself that I feel like staying home is the best thing for my kid, that that's going to be the end all be all and make you the happiest. And that because I made that choice and my family's making a sacrifice for me making uh, income that I should just be happy. Oh, yeah. Right. Or the opposite is, you know, I made the choice what's best for my family is for me to continue killing it and being that executive director or that CEO that I should equally be pleased and happy. And, you know, one of those choices means I have everything. You know, I'm the woman in the power suit with the baby on the hip and all things are amazing. Or I'm the stay at home mom making all the organic meals and I'm just happy. And the truth is life is hard. Period. Totally. And being a mom is harder. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't have it all at the same time. No. 
And you, if you decide that you're going to focus on one thing, then something has to give somewhere else. Totally. You My decide, mom used to yeah, always say, exactly. if you say yes to one thing, it means you're saying no to a thousand things. And I don't think we go into motherhood realizing that. Right. That if we value homeschooling our kid, it means you're going to have to say no to a lot of other things. Yes, you gain flexibility and the option to educate your child specifically. And there's a real blessing in that. But there's a lot of sacrifices that are going to make for that. And we don't always go into motherhood and those choices that we feel like is best for our family, realizing also that it means something else is going to give. Well, I feel like too, there's a lot of judgment. So I felt like when I decided I had my first child, I was actually working on my master's degree. Mm -hmm. And when we, after having my son, we decided I was going to stay home and I continued school and got my master's degree, but I felt like people judged me. Like, Mm -hmm. why would you make the decision to stay home? You have a master's degree. Why don't you go out there and get a job? Right. But at that point in time in our lives, that is what made the most sense for us us. Well, and I don't know what it is about us mamas. I think there's something about being a mom and feeling like I have to make the right choice that when I see someone else making a different choice that I have to denigrate that choice in order to hold myself up with the choice that I made. I just wish we would get away from that. Exactly. Like everybody's doing their best. Exactly. And somebody, one person's financial situation is not your financial situation. One person's social situation, everybody's skill set is different. Some moms take so much joy from staying home and some moms don't. And that doesn't make you less of a mom or different. I mean, I've talked to moms who were like, there is no way I could be a stay at home mom. And I bless you them because you have to know that's your choice because you don't want to get into that. (laughs) If that is not your thing, yes, <laughs> and be like, and be like, oh no, what have I done? I mean, and ultimately, I really thought I was going back to work, but it ended up being, you know what, I'm not. And I stayed home and had all three of my kids, and I did not start getting back into the quote unquote real workforce until my youngest was in preschool, getting ready to go into kindergarten. Right. I did some home, you know, direct sales and stuff, but honestly, that's just what was best for our family. And did I sacrifice being able to go out there with my master's degree and get a job and kill it? Yes. But being around for my kids is what my husband and I decided that's what was important. But I think that the, like the myth of it all stems from the pressure that we as women put on ourselves to make this perfect situation. And again, I've shared before, I struggle with this so much. Like it's up to me to make the perfect life. It's up to me to make my kids have perfect memories. It's up to me to make my house beautiful. It's up to me. And you know what? Like my kids are happy when I'm happy and they have no idea that in my mind, I have this crazy unrealistic picture that I pulled from whatever's TV show I saw, you know, like I'm always like trying to be like, you know, Mrs. Huxtable or whatever. (laughs) She always killed it. But you know what? Claire Huxtable is pretend. (laughs) It's not real. Right. She was scripted. And as much as I, you know, love the image that she portrayed of this woman that became a lawyer while having the kids and the balance and all of that and the way in which that dynamic worked. It was pretend. Exactly. So you've got to stop give, putting that pressure on yourself. Like I know like when I was a stay-at-home mom, I literally, people would say stuff like, oh, you probably just sit at home eating bonbons, Girl, watching soap operas. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> that is not true. Especially if you're home with little ones, especially babies. Like even when they're napping and everybody told me when your baby naps, you nap. Um, no. Cause that's when I got a chance to do the dishes. Right. That's when a chance I got to throw the laundry in. Um, so yeah, that, that, that right. Exactly. Pressure. Or I feel like, you know, when you go to work, you have those moms that chose to stay home. Like, Oh, it just must be so nice to like, turn off your mommy brain and walk away. No, you are literally in the bathroom at work, you know, trying to look and text the nanny or look at the classroom, Google, you know, dojo or whatever thing, just so you can get a piece of your baby in the middle. Like there is no one choice that we make that like, the skies open up and it's all rainbows and sunshine. Exactly. That's There's not it. None of that. So the thing is, you just got to focus on what really matters and what's important to your family exactly. and you. Exactly. Because everybody's situation is completely different. Everybody's situation is completely different. And so if I know that I'm going to focus on my career, then I know my house is not going to look like Better Homes and Garden Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> right? I hate that because I feel like even when I watch like, whatever celebrity, they always ask that dumb question of women. So how do you balance it all? You haven't, you're like, girl, please, that woman ain't got it all. <laughs> Not to mention if you, you know, are a celebrity, the likelihood is you have a lot of help, a which is help. a blessing Yes, when people are able to have that. But even that mom that is able to have the nanny and the housekeeper and the everything. She still struggles. She is struggling because guess what? Being a mom is hard. And I wish that was the message that we would communicate. And when interviewers would, you know, interview that CEO or that actress or that model, that they would ask that realistic question, knowing full well she doesn't have it all. So ask her what she loves about motherhood. Ask her what's her favorite thing or what she is proud of herself for doing. But this idea that there is some choice, if we just make all the right choices, step on the right stepping stones and sleep only the right amount of time and organize just the perfect way, then it'll all be beautiful. And we will be this like, you know, beautiful yoga doll, sitting, <laughs> you know, balancing our kids and our you know, friendships and our careers just so perfectly saying um with, you know, wind blowing through our hair, you know, eating kale or something. Girl, that ain't true. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So we got to take a break because y'all, we got to go pay the bills. So this got to happen. We'll see you in a minute. So welcome back, UI Mamas. And we're here still talking about the balance myth and myths about being stay-at-home moms and that whole thing. Working moms. Working moms. I think the biggest thing I just want to put out into the universe and all mother zeitgeist is no one ever takes off the mom hat. No. No matter what you choose to do to bring money into your family, you are a mom. You know, and it, it drives me crazy. Like we have all these titles, which I get because it describes what people do with their time. And there are moms that, you know, stay at home and that's their chosen vocation to build that home. But that mom that goes out to the sea to be a CEO or go out to be a teacher or goes out to be a psychologist or whatever her passion is. She is still a mom in that. And we should, as women, have solidarity with one another, dap each other up. Because I know I am so grateful when I cannot make my kid party because I have to go 
to a meeting and deliver a presentation. I'm so grateful for that stay-at-home mom that made those cookies and made that event special for my kid. I want to high five her. Thank you. I could not be there. You know, I'll send my kid with the napkins because girl, I don't have time to make nobody's cookies. But <laughs> thank you for making that special. And we work together as a team, just like that stay-at-home mom might not have the finances to sponsor the event, but because I chose to go and work out of the home, guess what? I can sponsor, girl. So you make it cute. I'll provide the delivery of the pizza. And together we make a beautiful experience because for our Because it's a children. sisterhood, ultimately, right? It we got to support each other. And I want us other. to choose to do that instead of denigrating each other's choices. Yeah. Let's I mean, support. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all doing the best we can. Absolutely. And right now, our financial situation may be that we can do one thing. And that might change so that we have to do something else. Do side hustle or you know, work part-time or work full-time, all and everything in between. I mean, the blessing about 2020 is really there's so many ways to make a living. So yeah, so much creative um, ways with, you know, Instagram and, you know, Facebook and all these different platforms. A lot more things that are opened up now back then, like, Wait, wait, 18, 19 years ago? Right. You can you can work a full-time job from home. There are all Absolutely. these options. But even in all of that, you still, if you choose to be a mother, have the hardest job in the world. To well, I think it's so funny because people, people always say to me, wow, you all, you, you're always so organized. And, you know? <laughs> and then I, I lo- I'm so honest with people because I'm like, yeah. So you see my, my cubicle at work looks organized. However, if you walked into my wow. house right now, you'd be like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Like we have those compartmentalized spaces. And I think we look at each other and we naturally see the best in our girls, in our in our girls, right? In our friends and our sisters. And we see the best part of them. That's the worst part of us. Like, oh, she is always so fit in exercise. And you never know, like that woman might be exercising because that's the only way for her to deal with her anxiety Mm -hmm. and keep it together. And we are, you know, jealous of her coping mechanism. She has to do that. If she does not get that workout in, I have some friends like that, that if she does not get that workout in, the day is done. She cannot function. Cannot function. And so you're sitting here like, Oh, wow. And you don't realize what she's overcoming. Exactly. You know, the grass is never greener. It never is. Well, as much as I would love for my home to look like a model home, that would require (laughs) me kicking out people. So (laughs) can't get the kids out. I can't. They're not old enough yet. So I just, there are times I even have to take a breath myself and go, Keon, it is what it is. Like you're focusing on this and this is what's important right now. So yeah, your dinner table, every time you sit down and have dinner, you got to like move a bunch of stuff (laughs) to the side just so you have enough space for people to sit down and eat a meal. It's going to get better. I was telling Claire when I got here, girl, I'm so happy. I got all my Christmas stuff packed up. Finally got everything in the tubs. I told her it looked like Christmas threw up in my dining room. There was Christmas Christmas stuff all over the cadenza, all over the dining dining table. And I was like, this has got to stop because I can't anymore. It's driving me crazy. And I finally got, but now everything's lined up in the hallway waiting to go to the garage. Like a little, you know, that's a step. I think that's important. We have to decide what's important to us. Like if what is the most important thing to you is your kid's bedtime, like I want to be the one to give them their bath, to read them the story, to tuck them in and kiss them in. It might be that we eat takeout every night because I can't do both. 
I can't, I don't have the time to chop the things and cook the things and also sit and love on my babies. That's okay. That's okay. Or you find, or you find ways to make it easy for yourself. Like one of the things we started using was an instant pot. I don't know if you have one out there. Shout out, girl, because I know that instant pot is that pressure cooker can cook a meal, and some of those meals cook up in twenty minutes. You're like, this is amazing. And that would make things easier for you. And your kids will get used to it. I mean, there's a ton of recipes out there. It's something that maybe you have all the ingredients, you dump them in the pot, you throw a little water, you turn it on, it cooks in 30 minutes, right. dinner's on the table. Or like Claire said, I mean, sometimes it's just like, mm, I didn't plan anything for dinner and people are hungry and, oh, let's go to Alberto's. <laughs> right, Alberto's or pizza or somebody, something. Mm-hmm. I just think we put so much pressure on ourselves. I want us UI mamas to decide, sit and think, what are those things that you dreamed of when you became a mom? What was that important thing? Was it the morning, having a good solid breakfast? Was it dancing with your kids and you just throw on some music and dance? And maybe that means, you know, you don't get the house clean because you chose to dance with one another. Or maybe it was reading a book or going on a walk. You really wanted to start a garden with your kids. Pick those two things and everything else just has to not be important. Give yourself grace. Yes. Everything does not have to be perfect nope. at all. It's and it just won't not, be. It's not going it to be. You're going to lose your mind. Trying if, to make it perfect. Yes. You will. You will drive yourself completely crazy. Then you're going to start that negative self-talk of how you're a horrible mother, you're right. a horrible wife, you're a horrible this. And you're not. You're human. Amen. You are human and we are not perfect people. So sometimes things are not going to be exactly the way you want it. Exactly. Choose what's the important, Most important thing. thing. Play with your babies. And do the best That's you can. They want. They're not going to remember having to step over the laundry while they're playing hide and go seek. They're going to remember playing hide and go seek with their mom. Right. And that's what's important. Those moments, that giggle, that laugh, that in-depth conversation. You know, right now my, you know, daughter is dealing with, you know, U.S. history and we are talking about the electoral college and we are having some really excellent conversations about that and her thinking about the forefathers and why they created the electoral college and whether it's relevant today for her. And I'm loving those conversations, but guess what? Sitting down and actually having that conversation means there's so many other things that I'm not able to get done. Exactly. And we also need to stop shaming each other for our decisions. We are all here together. We're all sisters, basically. We need to support each other no matter who decided to do what. We need to support each other. Somebody decided to go you know, kill it in being a lawyer and she's running the law firm. Amen. So let's go get it. Yes. You got somebody else over here who decided to homeschool her kids. I am so proud of you because I could not do it. Right. Let me tell you, my nine-year-old has asked me, wouldn't you rather just homeschool me? Oh, no, baby. <laughs> Because yeah, no, no, I don't think a, either one of us would survive. That's not my calling. That's not my calling. No, 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 no. So what I want us to do is just to encourage each other. I wish if you saw a mom in the grocery store and her baby is melting down, for you as a mama just to go give her a high five, girl, your baby is alive enough to scream and yell on the floor, good job. You did a good job. <laughs> that baby has nutrition, is healthy. That baby knows that they're loved because they know you're not going to kill them. That's why they are throwing a fit in the dog on target. Exactly. Give that mama a high five and say, you are doing an excellent job, mom. Your kid is being too. Yes. Like, let's stop. You know, if that mom is walking with her teenager down the mall and the teenager got 65 spiked hairs and 89 different colors, 
high five that mom. That's probably not a choice she chose. But you know what? The baby was free enough and felt loved enough to express themselves in a way that maybe society doesn't necessarily enjoy. But she's walking with that teenager. Give that mom a high five because you know she's going through something. Let's encourage one another's. The, I think the most important thing that we want you to take away from this episode is the idea of a balance is a myth. a myth. Yeah. Choose what is important to you. Make that important. And lastly, mamas, let's support and encourage one another. Yes. We love you, UI mamas. You are doing the best that good you job. can do and good job. We love you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if this episode blessed you in any way, please pick three moms that you know and share this episode with them. We'd love to hear from you and continue the conversation on Instagram at you underscore I underscore M-A-M-A-S. On Facebook at Unapologetically Imperfect on Twitter at you underscore I underscore mamas on YouTube at unapologetically imperfect and on our website at www.unapologeticallyimperfect.net. Have a blessed day, UI mamas. And remember being the best mom is not about being perfect. It's about being perfectly perfectly you. you.